Heaven High. Heaven High, everybody, and welcome to Rum Doings, episode 193. Goodness me. It is goodness. All goodness. Podcast at rumdoings.com, at rumdoings on Twitter. Today's topic, is the Queen turning up for Magna Carta ceremony a bit as if Jimmy Savile's ghost turned up for the opening of a new ward at Stoke Mandeville Hospital? (laughs) I've decided, Nick. Mm Mm-hmm. We should be funny this episode. That's not going to be possible because you're doing your usual, oh my God, I wish I had an abortion routine. And, Am I? And I've got hay fever. So between the oh, two of us, we're not going to be funny at all. You sicken me. You've got, you've got child and I've got hay fever. And we're I, both afflicted with those awful burdens. I haven't done any complaining about my child. In fact, I've realised what's happened. I was thinking about this after the last episode. There's plenty of complaining. There were tweets just today about how he kept you awake forever and then you tried to sleep in your lovely big bed and you couldn't sleep because that's his, not true. You see his that... malevolent spirit was hovering over you even though he had fallen asleep. <laughs> see, that's not true at all. I, that's not what I tweeted. I tweeted that I was so tired yesterday that I slept. I fell asleep standing up on a couple of occasions and then when I went to bed, couldn't sleep. That was nothing to do with Toby. I think it is Toby's fault. Well, it's Toby's fault that I'm so tired, obviously, because I don't get much sleep at the moment. But that's fine. I'm not the one who complains. I realised, thinking about this after the last episode, that you have transferred Uh Laura's guilt onto me. I don't tweet complaining about Toby (laughs) making me tired. Laura does. What is the phrase? I'm carrying the burden. The guilt guilt of the wife shall be (laughs) visited upon the husband. (laughs) I hate your weird made-up religion. Yes. (laughs) See, I could have said... And and I yours too, but I didn't because I'm too classy. And I also don't wish to be fired from my position on rum doing some making a tasteless joke. <laughs> Can you imagine? Mm, yeah. If if you made or even if you thought something that was that was improper, uh, yes, I think it should be a crime. A crime yes. of thoughts. I want to make it. We more could call it a thought crime. crime. That'll be fun. Look, let's just get. Get down to brass tacks about this. He was a silly old man who made who tried to make a crap joke that a great uncle would make, and everybody would kind of look at him weirdly. That's fine, and he should have had his wrist slapped, or actually more properly, just taken aside and said, "Look, you know, your your wife is an eminent scientist herself. What do you think she's going to say to that particular comment?" And then basically interviewed her making those comments, which actually somebody in the Guardian did. And and his wife kind of said to him, what the hell sort of comment were you making, Mr. T- Professor Tim Hunt? You know how that could have been taken. Don't be ridiculous. And then I think he said, but I did meet you in a lab and I did fall in love with you, which is actually what happened with his wife. Um, so, yes, that's fine. And we all expect that. And uh, silly jokes uh, in that context can be can, can have a certain societal problematic effect, especially when we're trying to get all the ladies into the labs. But really, UCL, you're, you should be ashamed of yourself. Right, OK. So Nick's uh, entire house fell down. <laughs> it did. Uh, <laughs> a, a big bad wolf came and I just was powerless. I told you you shouldn't have lived in that house made of sticks. Yes. Um, and, and tragically, I missed out on listening to one of Nick's monologues. And I'm really gutted about that because I imagine I would have learned a lot. Oh, no, you would have disagreed. Ha, ha, that's not what you thought I was going to say. <laughs> no, but no, but you would have disagreed. Um but let's let's hear your. I mean, as you as you know, my comment was. Uh, Don't UCL, repeat it because the listeners already heard it. Yeah, well, UCL the, treated him disgracefully. So go on. No, so the the the, the fact is, he wasn't. This whole he was making a joke thing isn't the case. He, he 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 said I was making a joke, but I did mean it, which isn't what a joke is. But of course, he shouldn't have lost his job. He's a seventy-two-year-old geezer. What should have happened 
is part of what did happen, which is loads and loads of women in science taking the piss. That exactly. should have happened, and that was exactly. great. His losing yes. his job is, is absolutely atrocious. No, but also uh, what's really worrying about that is uh, a, a woman wrote an article today. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't have her name. She it was amongst the... You don't think thing. it matters, do you? Just a woman. Uh, yeah, uh, Lot's wife wrote this article mm-hmm. today before she turned into <laughs> salt. And uh, she, she uh, it was actually an, she was an academic herself who had had similar problems with making some comment which was then uh take taken awry by an online uh, lynch mob and there were serious repercussions in her organ- in her academic organization and she said look there are one of two things here either it was a joke in which case ucl's treatment is just ludicrous or he was making a making a serious statement and he had a serious hypothesis which was that uh women in science have the far i have the following problems with women in science he was he was making a statement if he did take it seriously then the way that you deal with that in an academic environment is that you demand evidence and you debate it seriously yes that's the point of that's the point of the academy the academy is where you get to say and uh postulate anything you want and you're then either ripped to shreds within the academy or um, you find something within your, within your hypothesis that's worth testing. Uh, what do you, you know don't do I is think... you don't kick somebody out of the academy. That's the point of tenure and academic freedom. Do you know why I think the reaction was so bad? Why? I think all the lady scientists mm-hmm. were in love with him. And when they heard him say this, they were so upset they started crying. <laughs> so they couldn't keep him anymore. I mean, the real sad thing is he actually... I've, I've read some of the research he's done. He, he, he is actually a very good scientist. So it's, it's, it's a great shame that his whole reputation is he gone now. He was about to well. retire anyway. Yeah, but that's the sad thing. His whole reputation's gone now. It's and not. His yeah. reputation isn't gone. It's just he's got a tarnish at the end of his reputation. No, I think it's gone. It's all gone. All you think gone. If, if anyone sees his name on a paper, they go, wow, this is clearly complete lies. Yes, they will. That's it. That's it. Uh, and there is a problem with uh, academia at the moment in that regard that people have forgotten what academia is there for it's where it's where because it's very easy in society to say things that are not controversial and are easy to hear uh, we we create places where you get to say things that might be controversial and difficult to hear nine tenths of which will be a pile of crap and one tenth of which will be usefully pursued in a safe academic environment uh and they're poisoning their own well at the moment. So I'm going to have to close down all the universities uh, forcibly and uh-huh. recreate them on my special island. Okay. So <laughs> just, just you. Just me. Uh, and a whole uh, bunch of universities. I'm beginning to actually come to the conclusion that it really just has to be me okay. in every respect. Right. Nobody else just seems capable okay. in anything at all. So, no, so I'm just going to take over everything. I literally can't argue with that. No, you. Well, you, you may not. No. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. I, I might give you a small position. What oh, would you that's like? Nice. Is Head anyone to... else going to be there? Because I don't want to be rude, but it's just you and me on an island. <laughs> Head of video games, you can be. <laughs> Head of video games, and basically, uh, no, nobody will really be there to play them. But and there won't be any video games. You don't know how to code any, but you can still be head of video games. That's very sweet of you. I am very sweet. Not too sweet, though. I don't wish to cause an insulin spike. Well, I have. Oh dear, really. When I said at the beginning we're going to be funny, remember I said we're going to be funny this episode, uh, and I said that wasn't going to be possible oh, because true, I have hay fever and you have a baby. I can hear the baby crying in the <sighs> background. Kill it! Kill it! I don't think that's an appropriate response. Uh, remember what I say goes now. You're having hay fever absolutely invalidates all your opinions, you 
pathetic wastrel. <laughs> you think oh, I... no, I'm scared of pollen. <laughs> Do you think I enjoy waking up feeling like Jesus has sandpapered my throat and injected uh, mosquitoes into my eyeballs? I think what I would like from you is to be more of a human being. And less than, of a? Than to be so destroyed by flowers. <laughs> flowers are your arch enemy. <laughs> Uh, it is very unpleasant it makes it's like having an allergy to clouds if some people are allergic to clouds i think it's very uh, disrespectful to those who have that allergy i think people who are allergic to water Mm. (laughs) just give up there are people who should just kill them (laughs) one of victoria's uh housemates at university was allergic to water no she wasn't she was she could, you know, that to clean. You wouldn't be able to go to university if you were that debilitated. No, she was. Well, I'll ask her what it actually meant. But apparently, yeah. you know, water touched any part of her skin and it came up in welts. Oh, that's awful. I do. I don't actually believe such people should be killed because I imagine that most of our listeners would have a water allergy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to lose all our listeners. But yes. um, a listener, you mean? Oh, sorry. I don't want to lose all of our listener. And he and he or she. He or she. Know, we've yet to find out. Yes, and we don't care either because it's irrelevant. Except when it's massively relevant, because that's all that matters. <laughs> um, it's just that just sounds like too much. I, if I were allergic to water, I'd be like, no, okay, I lose. <laughs> I lose. <laughs> I, that's I, it. It's time this to is go. the fail condition, and I'm done. Yeah. Allergic to air. Oh, just the worst. Hello. She wasn't your Victoria's housemate. Was I tell you what she was allergic to? What? She was allergic to common sense. No one, no one at university is allergic to water. You would be lethal. You wouldn't be able to go to your lessons if it rained. You'd die all the time. <laughs> you die all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, do you know what makes me so cross are these people with their allergies? Oh. Well, they are bloody annoying because not only are they stupid, it's uh, the, the double stupidity of it. It would be okay if somehow this entity was attacking your puny body and your body couldn't fight back but what's worse is it's your puny body misdirecting and thinking that that's a stupid uh, uh, enemy and attacking itself (laughs) yes so that makes it doubly stupid it's like a real keystone cop it's literally shooting itself in the foot by which i mean it literally is uh, (laughs) taking bullets and shoving them into Into its its foot that's what the mitochondria are doing they're taking little, tiny little bullets in the cell and shooting them down the vein portal, down the leg, and into the foot. Oh, well, not into the mitochondria's foot. No, oh, well, okay. I, I, mitochondrion, singular. No, I, mitochondrial. I said. Oh, you're right. No, my, one mitochondria. I don't know if my, I did say one, that, but it was a good cover-up. One mitochondrion, uh, many mitochondria. I know. And, and did you? Isn't it fun that the mitochondria used to be foreign bacteria that moved in? They did. Thank and goodness. started dealing with all that poisonous uh, oxygen stuff and actually doing something useful with it. Nigel Farage would never have allowed mitochondrias. <laughs> no, no. This, this cell is far too full. We're full up in this cell. We don't yeah. want any of your foreign poisonous nonsense in here. Get out, you mitochondrian evil. Go back onto your raft, your lipid raft. <laughs> See, you asked us to be funny. There you go. We're, there making, you go, right we're, there. we're making jokes, con- 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 conjoining cellular biology and xenophobia. I managed to... What other podcast gives you such value? Uh, answer me this. The Now Show! Actually, um, the, the Now Show wishes it could do that sort of uh, Oh, man, mash. The Now Show. You know The Now Show. They listen to what I'm doing, so they just weep. They weep. Is The Now Show back? No, it's not on the air at the moment. I'll tell you what is on there. Welcome to Just a Minute! 
Oh, I'm glad you reminded me. I found out how old he actually is the other day. It's 84 or something, isn't it? Uh, not even close. Well, that's when I last looked, actually. So <laughs> I, I forgot that, yeah, time is now stupid. So Bloody how chronology. How, how old is he now? 91 years old. That's just ridiculous. Stupid. He's 92 this year, Nick. He's going to be another year older this year. But will he be? Yes. Really? I You're watched not an interview. To... I watched an interview with him from uh, late last year, and he's just basically jumping the air and clicking his heels together. How? He's infinite. What? He's just. It's what's so funny, you know, when you because I listen to just a minute on uh, on the on the iPlayer. I don't know why. Yes. Um, because it's an entertaining program. It's a bloody stressful program. <laughs> you can't cope. No. I tell you, he's good at just a minute. I know. Go on. You were going to say that, um, oh, yes, but you've talked about him before being good at just, well, the Christopher Eccleston, no, the other one. <laughs> Doctor Who? Doctor Who is good at it. Yeah, what's his name? I have no Mr. Idea Mr. Gurney, Mr. Gurney T. Scotsman. David Tennant? Yes. I don't remember saying that, but I don't remember anything. I say, no, Giles Brandreth. Of course he is, but he's made for it. I know, Giles Brandreth he's... isn't thick. No, of course not. But he's so good at it. Like, he's so good at it that I've realised that Parsons now fixes it so he doesn't win every time he yes. appears. Giles, I saw Giles Brandreth do a uh, performance uh, at uh, uh, Edinburgh Festival some years ago, and he was very good and very self-mocking and came in in this kind of gimp suit and things. It, it, <laughs> genuinely, he's, 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 he's a genuinely interesting and erudite character who just sadly happened to be a Tory MP. I know, if only he'd been liberal, how good would that have been? Mm, well, what liberal Democrat like Nick Clegg? No, I meant I meant liberal like liberal. Uh, okay, not liberal um, Democrat then. He no, he um, he he wrote a book about how to be a spy that I had when I was in middle school. Who Nick Clegg? Yeah, that was strange. It yeah. would have been about twelve. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Giles Brandreth wrote this book, and um, I decided <laughs> I can remember. I had mm-hmm. this. You know, um, did you ever see one of those briefcase like boxes for cassette tapes? I think so, yes. I'm having this memory for the first time, which is very exciting. Mm. Um, which, which means, means it will never be thresher again. Exactly Next time you have accurate. it, it will be screwed. Mm. I didn't hear that because I was saying something more interesting than you. No, I was saying that means that the next time you have this memory, like after I've interrupted you, it'll be slightly less accurate and more screwed up. In future, I'm going to just listen to the recording yeah. of this rather yeah. than remember it. So I took all the cassettes out and the little inlay that they slotted into out... Explain to our listener who's <laughs> what four years old what a cassette is. tape are. No. Okay. And then um, that became my, my spy's briefcase. Mm-hmm. And into that I put um, all my spy material, including my How to Be a Spy book by Giles Brandreth. <laughs> you didn't think that that might be compromising? <laughs> it had, uh, I think Hiding it had, in plain sight. Had a little key to lock it. Why would oh, I need to worry? Oh, well, that'll, that'll have sorted it out, yeah. Yeah. One of those impenetrable locks. Was it one of those keys that um, when you looked at it, the the, the key die was just a little rectangle? Yes, it was very much one of those. Excellent. But it was good because like a spy, I could open it with a paperclip. But only only another spy of my expert level would be able to get through that. And let's be honest, if they had, then you would just have to show show so respectful submission to somebody of that brilliance. Exactly. So 10 or 11 years old, I was taking this my little spy briefcase into middle school with me. Now, it's weird. I was never the kid who took a briefcase to school. Let's just make that absolutely clear. You took a spy briefcase There was school. someone at my school who took a briefcase. Guess what his name was? Um, Crispin. It was close. It was Walter. Of course. Of course. Uh, um, 
So, but I did take my spy briefcase to school for a little while. I don't. I, had, I have no idea why or what I did with it. Did he I have an there. unusual surname? Um, do you know? I, I can't remember. His sister was called Florence. That's a pity. Of course, that's a pity because I would ask you to look him up now and see what he's doing. You know, find him on Facebook or something and see what the little boy called Walter who took a briefcase into school is currently up to. I'll tell you what's what you'd like. I don't. I didn't really know either Walter or Florence very well, but their mother. Mm-hmm. Was a fantastic woman, a, um, a a professional recorder player, oh, and um, harpsichordist. Really, I have an album of well, her no, harpsichord she... music. Well, what? Oh, hold on. Then you do know their surname? Okay. Well, I'd have to, I can't remember it right now. Well, I'm going to type Walter Florence, <laughs> and uh, just to see, I'm typing Walter Florence, and I'm going to type uh, harpsichord. Uh, Hin- Hinsdale? Nope. Harpsichord. I don't think it's really appropriate to give away their last name on the podcast either. Walter and Florence Grob, North American, ba- North American Baptists, Inc. That was it. Oh, you found them. So here's another exciting thing that you're going to like this even better. Go on. Their dad, who very sadly died a few years ago, mm-hmm. made harpsichords. Gosh. I went into his studio once and saw him, his half-made, just a room, it's an incredible room filled with harpsichords and pianos and stuff. Oh no, was he killed by a harpsichord? <laughs> it's a falling harpsichord, a, a comedy harpsichord fell from an upstairs window onto his Can head. Can you imagine what the sound of a falling harpsichord makes as it, <laughs> as it impacts? It'd be worth doing just to hear. Yeah, just for that. Wow, yeah. But yeah, that was amazing. I saw it. You know what a guy, what a guy. They were they were a fantastically eccentric family, as you can imagine. So, so now it's actually quite important to find out whether that sort of eccentricity has served them well in life, or whether he's working for Morgan Stanley. <laughs> it's true. Hmm. Could go either way. Yeah. Anyway, this is a little bit provincial, I think. For the, is it? For the well. Uh, it might be a little bit provincial, or we might have just introduced this podcast to the next prime minister. <laughs> Remember when we introduced people to that weird, gawky, unknown radio actor? Oh, that's true. We did. We did with a weird name. He's Remember, just had a we... baby. Has he? Yeah. <laughs> he won't be sleeping anymore. <laughs> he will, though, because he's from Hollywood now. Oh, yeah. You'll have you'll have a you'll have 20, 20 members of staff to deal with it. Exactly with the thing mm. I've, yeah. I've got bored of our podcast now. well when we get bored of the podcast just give a give a quick rant about a video game or something that usually wakes you up i don't you're the one who talks about video games just I like say rum, something rum about doings video is, game. rum doings it's my my hour off when i should be working <laughs> just the, tell me about some day. video game go on just have a quick rant quick quick little video game rant Shall I complain about what a bunch of idiots Warner are with uh, their Lego games? Was that where people were making Winkies and then they said oh, that no, you're not no. allowed to, so that they then said, well, for, if you build any... Basically, people were build, obviously build, building penises because that's what everybody draws since the beginning of humanity. Exactly. Uh, and so they say they tried to create algorithms to stop people from doing this, which basically, I think, meant that anybody who made anything uh, longer than it, than it was wide <laughs> was banned. <laughs> Uh, so then they said we have to have a we, we we basically cannot find a computer algorithm clever enough to stop people drawing cocks. So we have to instead um, whitelist anything that anybody anywhere yep. wants to make. So this and, is why. And surprisingly, I don't think that's been brilliantly successful. But well, it's tell why me if Lego, I'm wrong. It's why Lego Universe and it was such a struggle. They had a whole team of people whose job it was to look for winkies. Um, <laughs> 
Because, well, the reason is, is it wasn't the developer, it was Lego. Lego were yes. absolutely adamant that their brand could not be tarnished by penises. Mm-hmm. And so they were forced to this. This is why the newly, fr- freshly launched Lego Minecraft copy mm-hmm. is single player only, apparently. Oh, for goodness. So you can't, you can't build a, you could build as many willies as you want, though. That's the, the upside to it. We are such a strange species. Yeah. We are very odd. Uh, do they stop people from building any other body part? <laughs> Go and build a giant fufu. Well, you could. It's just an archway, basically. There's no arches or, or, or ovals allowed. I feel like it should be an archway that meets at the bottom and the top. That should be the rule. You can't just have an archway that doesn't meet at the bottom because, because ew. <laughs> well, you, you, well, I mean, you know, different people have different... That'd be like a, a, that'd be like a stage three tear. <laughs> yes, well... Don't don't be prejudiced. So when it perforates all the way through to the next hole down. Yeah. Well, that does happen. Mm-hmm. It's not pleasant. I think I did it to my mum. No wonder she hates your guts. I know. I stuck my arm out as I was coming out. Oh, goodness. I know somebody else that that happened to. Yeah, little baby thinks it's super bad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, thank you, little baby. <laughs> babies. I'm more evidence that babies are hideous wretches. I like mine. I think he's rather good. Do you like him? Yeah, I do. I like him rather a lot. And you like dressing him like that, which pleases Laura no end. If anybody has looked at the green and red striped weird clothes that he puts little baby Lee in. <laughs> Stop calling my son Lee. Especially, well, I think when you do that, basically he gets called, especially that with, with a hat as well. The hat That's on its not... own was all No, the hat was fine. But like in, combo with, in combo with all those striped, stripey uh, jumpers, it, it, jumpsuits, it, was, it turned him into Lee. Sorry. It's not, that's not true. If he were Lee, he'd be wearing a mini denim j- shirt. I demand you get him a mini denim shirt. <laughs> that would make him a Lee baby. And also, let's be honest here, well, at least one of his ears would be pierced by now. I'd have <gasps> a little stud in it. We went to a, um, uh, to the Saltford Fair thing yesterday. That, that talk about provincial. I know. They shut Saltford. Down. The first thing we discovered is that Saltford has a high street that isn't the street with all the shops on it. Whoa. I know, I'm telling you. Well, what's there then? Sorry, I should have built up to that more slowly. Yes. It's just houses, but it's called the High Street. Anyway, they shut the High Street. Oh my goodness, it's so pretty down there. The houses mm. are amazing. Mm. Um, and they shut the whole street, High Street down, and it was a bunch of people selling their woolen crap on stalls. Really? Um, and, you know, and a couple of tombolery type things. And then... Um, there was a, a there was a nice big barbecue from some from farm some farm place. It mm-hmm. was good, and then there was the church hall was uh, had flowers in it. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the, the 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 no the the church had the flowers, and the church hall had a little art exhibit in it. Of course, and it was all oh, it was it was very quaint. And it began. Oh, I'm so angry. I didn't video this. It began with what they had a parade of the children. <laughs> they said. A parade of the a parade children. Of the children. Mm. Um, and this involved the children of the town, the village. Children, Edward, children. <laughs> being marched up and down the street three times. You've only by, marched twice back again, child. Led by a very, very old lady playing the bagpipe. Oh, the bagpipe piper of of, of Exactly. <laughs> but unfortunately, into no one... the river! No one would have followed her into a river because I'm fairly sure she didn't hit a single note. It was <laughs> exceptional. She had John, John, no ability to play the John, bagpipes. It's a bagpipe. How would you know? <laughs> but seriously, the bagpipes played badly is a whole other realm of wow. Try and, 
try your best to emulate what the sound was. Remind me how the famous bagpipey tune goes. Okay, right, here you go. Okay, okay, that's that's good, that's good. So she went like this. <laughs> Literally, I'm not exaggerating. Oh, she had many uh, failed launches then, oh, you know, yeah. where they had to it's kind of good. regroup and re- re-blow us. But she, there was nothing on her face. Like, restart the drone, basically. Her face did not portray the failure that was occurring. And and then everyone in the streets, like, watching, is looking at each other, getting these glasses. And you're, oh my gosh, what's happening? It is a pity you didn't video this for I'm all I'm so our annoyed listener. I didn't video it. Uh, so, uh, I mean, often that what happens is they don't have enough puff to get keep the drone going. So they have to keep restarting it. So it goes. Exactly. That's like it's like you're putting your finger on the record. Remember what records are? Oh, a poor listener. Goodness and, me! And uh, and then and uh, you put your finger on the record. It stops again, and then it yeah. starts up again, and so on. And it sounds like she was having that sort of problem. Was she mm-hmm. Scotch? Well, uh, she was very dressed Scotch. I have no idea if she actually was Scotch. Hmm. She was. She was very bad. <laughs> I did hear one. I heard a, a dad taking the mic into it with his daughter, and his daughter going, "Actually, Dad, have you ever tried to play them? They're very hard to play." Like launching into this defence of this lady. At which point, of course, the dad should say, "I imagine they are very hard to play, and that's why I'm not walking up and down exactly. the street making a fool of myself, failing to do so." Why did I bring this up? You were talking about Sultan and some issue that you had babies i'm not sure i just oh there was a whole reason for bringing up the wonderful tale of the bagpipe lady well yeah no you said you said there's a high street that isn't a high street and we went there oh and then there's the church with the art exhibition yeah and toby dressed oh games well it's all fallen apart just no idea well it was a good story anyway well no so what else happened there then maybe that'll bring back your your memories we got there 45 minutes early because it said in the Cainshin voice, Laura's favourite newspaper. I know, she tweets it. Yeah. It said that it starts at 10.30. It didn't. It started at 12. So what did you do? We sat in a pub. Pub? Yeah. Really? What did you do in this pub? We drank uh, uh, Diet Coke and did the crossword while Toby slept and then woke up. I hear that you wasted your time going to the cinema the other day. Oh, gosh. What a, an evening off. A rare evening off. And I sat through. I know. And I sat through Jurassic World. Oh, it upset you so much that it you it roused you to actually to write a blog post you haven't done in ages. I went to bed. Couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't get to sleep. Had to get up and write that before I could go to sleep. I have bad news for you, John. What's that? I haven't listened to his review yet. My brother says that the only person who seems to echo your opinion. Oh no! Is Dr. Commode. Well, it's not true because there is reviews that it's reviewing extremely badly. So he's not the only person who agrees. Mm. It's a really terrible. It's it's such a shame because the original Jurassic Park's a really good film. I'm oh, not it was a big great fan. I remember really enjoying it. I'm not a big fan of Spielberg, but no. he did a great job there, and he didn't really have to do much because I thought. Well, this is what I used to say: as <laughs> how difficult is it? All he had to do is put the camera down and then let di- cool dinosaurs stomp around. Exactly. It turns out there was a little. That's, that's not. Wow, this new... Wow. It hates itself. It hates itself for existing. Well, actually, what's interesting is people, I think, underestimate Spielberg at his best a little bit because where you see what happens when other people try and do yeah. his properties. And try to do his properties. And do. Ray doesn't work. 
So you did write a whole blog post about it. But if you had to summarize in one sentence the core of what was wrong, what would you have said? I would say that it was it hated itself and hated its audience for wanting to see a movie about dinosaurs. I see. Yes. I think somebody said, I've, I, I want to see a film about dinosaurs, not about some banal hetero romance. Oh, well, no, that's not fair. The romance is, is, is utterly ridiculous, but it doesn't, but, uh, but it doesn't judge, take judge, much screen time. Judge Coxcomb, who hates white people and heteros <laughs> now, but is still a massive Tory, retweeted that with approving. Really? Well, it doesn't. Mm. It, 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 it's ridiculous. It's preposterous. The romance is so incredibly lazy. Two people who don't like each other then have a kiss for some reason, and then at the end of the film decide to stay together. Okay. Um, uh, and there's absolutely no narrative rationale to any of that, but it's very minimal. Most of the screen time is taken up with people going, oh, dinosaurs, boring. That's literally what they're doing. Oh, it's a whole theme park of people not caring about dinosaurs. Kids, if it could have been clever, like there's a shot where there's all these little toddlers riding on the backs of babies triceratops and like not really caring that they're doing it and finding it mm. all very banal. Yes, there's an interesting thing to say there. Except that everyone's going to see this movie's just taken had the biggest opening box office weekend of any film ever, and the reason everyone's going to see it is because they want to see the cool dinosaurs. Yeah, so it's this contempt world... for its audience. It's totally somebody misplaced. Wanted, somebody wanted to know what the health and safety authorities were doing allowing this place to reopen again. Uh, <laughs> is that dealt with? Yes, it's kind of sort of, kind of, kind of, sort of. I mean, there's lots of references to the first film. There's lots of what's supposed to be fan service, but it's just lip service. It's just it, it, like, you know, little, oh yeah, look, here's the old, this guy's wearing a t-shirt from the first park and all oh, that's mm-hmm. in bad taste. You shouldn't be wearing that here. And of course, what they couldn't do, and they admitted that they couldn't do it for continuity purposes, is they couldn't put feathers on all the dinosaurs, as we now know they pretty much I all I was have. reading an article about that this morning. And they, they apparently there were some today and said, look, do we, 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 do we put them in feathers or not? Uh, and they said, no, well, in, this, in the world of the film, they don't have feathers. Yeah, so what do that's we... fair. Do you know Plus, how long, nine, 22 years ago, the first Jurassic Park film? Stop that nonsense. It was about, <laughs> I, will, I will admit to it being about nine years ago. I, was, I would go as high as 13. 13 is the maximum, yeah. yes, I would agree. But uh, when you, once you start going into the 20s, that's ridiculous. Stop everything happened over 20 years ago, everything. It is true. Nothing actually has happened since then. No, it's awful. Oh, no, there is one thing, thank heavens, that happened. Google happened less than 20 years ago, but it feels like it should happen more than 20 years <laughs> it ago. It does. Day of the Tentacle came out 22 years ago. Hmm, that's a, that's a, that's a, a, a video game. You must have played that. Of course I did. It's wonderful. On the Amiga. There was a uh, an article in the um, tech press about how there's this whole school district where the huge um, central heating and cooling system is still run by an Amiga in their cupboard and they can't, <laughs> they can't take it out because it would cost millions and millions of pounds to replace the new system. So they're on eBay getting old Amigas and things in case the thing breaks down. So that made me a little bit happy that there's a world where that's still the case. But That's lovely. I mean, the Amiga was 1985. How many years is that now? A hundred. want to think. Yeah, it's a hundred years ago. Thirty wow. years ago, Nicholas. Ridiculous. It's funny, but I, I'm so resistant to wanting to uh, understand those sorts of aeons that I actually, my brain refused to allow me to do the maths <laughs> between 85 and 2005. Just, no, stop it. It's some weird number. It's a cloudy. Don't worry about it. It's just probably about eight years. I've got some other bad news for you. It's 2015, Nick, not 2005. 
No, oh yeah, you know what? I used to make fun of. I used to make fun of people, our old people, when they did that when they got the decade wrong. <laughs> it, it feels more like it should be two thousand and five, though. That feels oh, about it does. right. We're not ready. We're not. The science fiction universe isn't ready yet. What year were you born? Two thousand and five. Two thousand and five. Okay. Yeah. Ugh, you God. were born in nineteen ninety six. That seems about right. That's no. This is my my rule that people are only exist the first time I encounter them. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, so that means when was Laura born? She was born uh, five years ago. No, no, seriously. When was she born? Five, five. So you're so you so you're married to a five year old, uh-huh. and you forced a five year old to have your baby. That's right. No wonder she's complaining so much. How <laughs> oh, deary me! Toby's oh. existed all his life. That's nice. Well, what's interesting is there will will there come a stage where no, there won't come a stage where Toby is older than uh, Laura. Hopefully, but uh, she's very they're very close in age. That's true. Hmm. <laughs> well, hopefully, there will come an age. I would prefer he live longer than Laura. Well, no, um, uh, you might all decide to jump off a cliff together. That's true. Come on, be romantic. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. It is. A, it is. A, it is a a lovely, lovely point. Come on, Toby, um, drink the special drink. <laughs> the Kool Aid. It wasn't actually Kool-Aid. I know. That's why I didn't say Kool-Aid, you see. What was it? Powerade or was some other aid? Some other AIDS. 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 We both said AIDS at the same time. AIDS, AIDS. I said AIDS. AIDS, AIDS. I said AIDS. What is happening with Richard Herring these days? Remember, at the beginning of this podcast, we used to talk about him. He influenced us because of his podcasting. Uh What's he up to now? He's being famous now. He's a famous man. Is he? I was really listening to um, that new Radio 4 programme, manners the manners program i don't know on your be on your best manners for goodness sake let's find find out what it's actually called be on your best manners for goodness sake i hope it's (laughs) wish it were if only it were called be on your best manners for goodness sake be on your best manners for goodness sake i should name everything women's hour would be called okay i'll I'll allow you to be head of nomenclature on my island thanks and video games that's good you'll get to name all the non-existent video games Women's Hour is just called Stuff for Ladies. Stuff for Ladies, yeah. It's called Best Behaviour. Best Behaviour. What is he? What, what's that got to do with Richard Herring? He's a guest on it, a couple of episodes. And is he famous now? He's just famous. He's just Mr. Mister Celebrity Stand-Up Successful Comedian dude. He's just had a baby, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh, talking about uh, Richard Herring, what about Andrew Collins? Oh, no, I have no idea what's happened to him. Nor do I. Absolutely nothing. I think he made a big mistake in unhitching his wagon. Do you do Google Opinion Rewards? I beg your pardon? Do you do Google Opinion Rewards? I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. So if you've got a, a, a an electric telephone without uh, Steve on it, mm-hmm. um, or Bill, mm-hmm. you get... Uh, you can get an app called Google Opinion Rewards, where every now and then it will just send you... Everyone should do this. It will just send you a, a reward thing. Uh, sorry, an opinion, a survey, mm-hmm. and then you fill in the survey. And generally, they take eh, thirteen seconds, mm-hmm. and then it gives you free money. What sort of things does it ask? So I've just got one that's just arrived as live, live as we're recording. Okay, I'll tell you what you should answer. Go okay, on. <laughs> but it's very strange. Like there are only two or three questions long normally, and then it just gives you money into your Google um, Shop account. Okay. Uh, this one says, "Which of the following places have you visited recently?" Okay, recently. That's an interestingly ambiguous term, but Indeed. carry on. Volkswagen. 
Have you visited a Volkswagen? Have you recently? been to Volkswagen? It's uh, just outside Volks- Berlin, isn't it? Volkswagen. Have you visited a Volkswagen recently? Volkswagen Superdrug. Volkswagen Superdrug Hobbycraft Tesco and Lloyd's Pharmacy. Have you visited any of those recently? Well, I went to a Lloyd's Pharmacy just a couple of days ago and Tesco yesterday, so I would say yes. What did you buy at the Lloyd's Pharmacy? Um, do you know? I'll tell you the truth, mm-hmm. but I don't. If anyone from the Lloyd's is listening, can you stop listening now because? Uh, you'll yeah. be so angry with me. Yeah. Homeopathy. Uh, on the on the Canesham High Street. Yeah. The Lloyd's Pharmacy has mm-hmm. got a rear exit that's a shortcut from the high street to the car park. Ah. So I just sneak through the shop without buying anything. You didn't buy any of their pharmacies? But I do, to make, <laughs> genuinely, to make myself feel okay with constantly using their pharmacy as a corridor, <clears throat> I do mm-hmm. go there for all my prescription needs. Well, that's fine. Then they've yeah. then then they've achieved what they need with that service. I it's think a, so. it, it's a service that's attracted you to their pharmacy, and it's worked. So I, I don't think there's any problem with that. And so, okay. I'm pressing next question two of three or fewer. Mm-hmm. When was the last time, if ever, you visited Tesco in person, as opposed to with my drone? <laughs> well, well, you know, you you could have sent your astral projection. To that's Tesco. true. Or so, my little robot. When did you? Hello, I'd like to buy some stale sandwiches. Beep boop, blueberries, please. <laughs> so, uh, well, my last. I said yesterday, but was I lying? Does, and does it, oh, does no, it. here's another thing. Not only did we go to the Saltford uh, Fair, Fate, mm-hmm. High Street thing, mm-hmm. um, where they were supposed to have a scarecrow trail, and there, were, there wasn't one. <laughs> maybe there was. Laurie maybe that was, was the scarecrow. Well, this is the thing I said to Laurie yesterday. I said, maybe. You know what's worse than there not having been a scarecrow trail? They're having been the Scarecrow Trail, but with poor signage. Or they were all Scarecrow. <gasps> that lady leading. <laughs> no wonder That's she was why so she found bad. it so difficult to blow the bagpipe. She had lungs of straw. I've remembered why I brought up the Saltford thing. Hallelujah. <laughs> so at one point, the manor house on the front lawn, they had a brass mm-hmm. band playing. Mm-hmm. So we went along to listen to the brass band. As you do. As no. you do. Oh, I hate that phrase I know. so much. And That's why I said it. I know. And sat in the garden was a lady of... Sitting. No. She was sat. Okay. I know how much the, the passive voice annoys Some, me. Somebody, somebody's not passive. Somebody sat her down in the garden. <laughs> she, was, she was being placed in the garden. Yes. Oh, her and... Uh, so this couple, a, a man and a woman couple. She. Both looked her. like they would be made out of made out of play-doh they'd had so much work done i see she had very augmented uh balloon boobs uh-huh um and that's fine they were but a, a strange pair to look mm. at no question uh, as as were both of the people <laughs> <laughs> they had two children they had a daughter dressed up as a pretty princess uh-huh which is fine they had a son maybe six years old mm-hmm Hair shaven down the sides, long on top. Huge stud earring in one ear. Oh, yes, of course. I was asking you, you whether you'd had uh, Toby's, Toby's ear pierced. No, that's what reminded me. Oh, just not okay. Oh, my goodness. Was it a... Uh, uh, it, was, it was a big stud. It wasn't something... It was huge. That's strange. So... I'm trying to think. So this, she, she could afford augmentation, so they weren't a poor family. Mm, mm. Um, 
and yet they had the tastes of the underclass. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. So, lottery winner or something? Oh, I don't know. It wasn't okay. And, of course, the two children were horribly behaved. Did you say, um, I'd have practised eugenics on you and your children? Did you tell them? No, because I don't know anything about them. The the mummy and daddy might have been very lovely. They were certainly Ah. very good at at telling their kids off without being hysterical when every time they nearly trod on Toby. Uh, I think I know enough about them to say that they're not welcome on my island. Oh, Oh, well, fair enough then. I'd certainly yeah. leave the little boy off, because goodness knows what kind of horror he's going to grow you can, into. You can, you can give them any name you want, or make them the star of any imaginary video game you'd like, but they're not coming on my island. I, I, I realise that I've... You know the whole, oh, when you start noticing the policeman a young thing. Uh, yes. so, that, so that was long ago the case. Of course. But I realised how old I am the other day when I saw a bunch of uh, teenagers in school uniforms coming home from school. And you weren't even sexually attracted to them. <laughs> and I said, oh my God, what have I come to? <laughs> I've always been fascinated by how rapidly my tastes have aged with me. So as yeah. soon as I was in my 20s, I was like, ugh, teen-. well, I suppose being a youth worker helps with that. Because when you're a youth worker, you know how awful teenagers really are. Don't no, really, but also, no, very I agree with you. I, I agree them. with you. I mean, there is, uh, I, I, I find... I mean, teenagers are, I don't know seen on the bus or something, there, there is absolutely no, I, mm-hmm. I find teenage girls are, are positively repugnant. Uh, there's something that, about them where you think, oh my goodness, why would anybody want to go anywhere near those but even, toxic But even a lovely kid, like, mm. not the screeching harpy on the back of the bus, but even like a yeah. lovely, he's still like, oh, your face is like not set yet. There's mm. that kind of youthness. But, it, but it does make me it does make me wonder though because that doesn't make evolutionary sense. I should be substantially sexually attracted to them, but I'm not. Why not? Is that know. just? Am I just being deluded? Socially am I conditioned? In, I don't am know. I in denial? But the thing is, they I are ideal. They are ideal. Ideal reproductive age. But so I, I, I find now I I'm nearly forty. It. Now I'm nearly forty. I see a, a, a lady in her thirties and forties walking mm. down the street next to a lady in her early twenties. My eye will be drawn to the older lady now. Well, that's good, because if if that doesn't happen like that, it's a bit tragic. What's interesting is whether you'll reach an ideal plateau, and then things start becoming a bit tragic. Like, if you actually find that the the early 40s is your ideal, and then you stop fancying 103-year-olds. That's true. You know, when you're 104. Oh, I'll just have a lady in her 40s when I'm 104. Yeah. Laura will be long parked in a nursing home <laughs> or uh, yes deconstructed in her lap that's true so anyway so uh these teenage girls in their school uniforms mm-hmm. and they had like nose piercings and, and lip piercings. I thought, are you allowed are you allowed that at sc- you're allowed a nose piercing at school and i realized how old and out of touch i am no but i certainly wouldn't allow judith to have a nose piercing well what when she what if she were 17 you wouldn't be able then to stop I'd her. I'd realise I'd sent her to the wrong school if she were, wanted to have a nose piercing. Yeah, they're so commonplace now. No, but they're also so unattractive. I know, and here's why they're unattractive, and I'll explain to everyone why you shouldn't get Because it looks piercing. like you've got this weird wart on your nose, that's why. Well, there's, there's that first of all. But the other thing is, it's imbalancing, and attractiveness yes. is based on balance. No, it's, it's based on balance with a few with, subtle... Yeah, a few, uh, absolutely. Abs- perfect balance doesn't work, I absolutely no. But the massive imbalance of a big blob on one side of your face... Well, it's like a big wart, yes. It's, it's, a, it's off-putting, it's, re- it's literally repellent. Yeah. 
I don't understand Everyone why. Everyone needs to stop done. doing it because it's a deliberate... Unless you're trying to make people not want to look at your face, which is fine. And it's not it. just women. I mean, when I see oh, men who've got men those weird... nose piercings so Or oh, all nose rings on one side of the nose. Oh, Ugh. dear. We're such old fogies. It is true, though. Those people won't be on my island. But I do kind of like a lip ring in the middle. That's good. Do? Yeah. No, that I worry I that, that, will get in, that will get in the way. Well, exactly, it would. I wouldn't... I would, I'd be nervous about kissing all that, but... Well, uh, for the person as well, I'm not even just thinking of it in a kind of titillating, oh, they'll get away if I kiss them or anything else, but just for them, you know, you're eating something, oh, yeah, exactly. or it's, it's just a pain in the backside, and, well, then that would also be awful. There are people. <laughs> just leave your body alone. It doesn't want bits of metal stuck into it unless you absolutely have to because something's broken. Agree. Stop it now. Totally agree. When was the last time, if ever, you visited Tesco in person? Well, I'm going to say I don't think it was yesterday because the high S is something I was going to tell you. Uh, Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, the the local Tesco was mm-hmm. having a beach day. <laughs> what? I don't know. Why do they fill it with sand uh, the, and salt that's water? That's what Laura decided that they. Laura decided so much, so so convinced that they would get a whole bunch of sand and dump it on the car park. Right, I bet you that's not what they. They do. didn't. Absolutely, she su- such a good idea that she decided that she'd read it somewhere. <laughs> she hadn't. She read it. Up. Instead, they were giving some special offers on uh, suntan lotion. Instead, they had a bouncy castle. Right, what's it going to do? With the beach. A stall selling um, stuff for uh, some charity or other. Okay, um, that's still not beachy. The uh, one of those Weight Watch arrivals. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, the other one. They had a big stall. Starve yourself. Um, They had a big stall. Yes, of course. And Slimming World. It was them. Oh, right. Yes. And, um, yeah, and that was it. (laughs) That was the whole thing. And all the staff were dressed up in, in, like, summer summer clothes, white T-shirts with lace and stuff. And it was absolutely chucking it down. Of course. John, do you know how to get a beach body? I I did. I had my beach body ready. You take your body to the beach. I was beach body ready for that, I can tell you. Saturday the 13th of June. Next, how was your overall experience? One to five stars. Uh, uh, Five star Tesco. I'm going down to two because of just how awful their their efforts were. Yeah, that was very, very poor. 12p added to your Google Play balance. Wow. I got another 12p added this morning. I got two surveys today. It was very exciting. Wow, it's a 24 pence day. I know. And the first first question was, are you male or female? I said, male. It said, here's 12p. Oh, right answer. <laughs> well, maybe it would have asked me more questions if I had had a, a girl uh, answer yeah. response. But I got 12p for being a boy today. It's never going to happen again. It's well done. Amazing. Shall we say goodbye? I think we ought. We ought. Scrunch crash. So why don't you email us? I mean, somebody did email us, to be fair. Uh, Stephen Chicken likes to email us. He does. I'm grateful to him for that. He asks us um, sensible questions and we give him sensible answers. We do. Uh, so if you want some sensible answers, mm-hmm. ask us because individually we won't be able to give you anything, but together we're the most sensible person in the world. That's true. Mm. Shall we say goodbye? Yes, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>